Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is call number three. Uh, this call takes place every other Wednesday at this time. Uh, everyone can speak or screen share if they have the community tag in Discord. Uh, community, community tag members can also give people the community tag. And if you do not want to speak, you can type messages in the development channel. Uh, my name is Adam, and I'm the developer relations lead at Compound Labs. And I'm here to help you out with your protocol-related development projects. So feel free to reach out to me anytime in Discord. Uh, the goals of this call are to create community awareness, meaning get every Compound developer in the community aware of what other developers are working on, uh, whether that be protocol improvements or applications built on top of the protocol. And another goal is collaboration. So if people are made aware of what others are working on, they can team up and work on projects together, stuff like that. Um, another goal is planning a roadmap for the protocol. So this is a forum for developers to decide what to work on next, what to work on in the near future, and also the long term. And if you haven't joined us before, the ground rules are keep the conversation on topic, uh, no down talking, no insults, make everyone feel welcome, uh, only one person talking at a time, please. And if you are disruptive, you'll be muted or kicked or banned from Discord. Uh, Nick will be taking notes so that everyone can review them after on comp.xyz. And also the call recording will be available for download. Uh, today, we will be hearing from uh, Tarun from Gauntlet, uh, Corbin from MetaMask, uh, Etan from B Protocol. Guillaume from 88 miles per hour, uh, Prabhav from Simple ID, and also Alan from Yield Protocol. Uh, and we'll also have time for open discussion at the end, so anyone can um, give, give, what, give what they want to say uh, and have, have a little discussion together. together. Uh, and also, if you're interested in um, organizing a slot, you can always message Nick or I, and uh, we'll, we'll get you in the schedule. Uh, so. Uh, first, we're going to have Tarun from Gauntlet uh, talk about the comp vesting proposal. Tarun, are you uh, are you there? All right, looks like Tarun is AFK. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, there he is. My microphone gave me a little uh, issue. Um, We, uh, we're almost done with the audit first kind of, uh, changes came back. So you can see the edits, um, in the pull request, the final report should be out early next week and we'll update that and add it. Um, but other than that, like the timeline is pushed back by a week by the audit, but basically after that, we will, you know, start to get feedback on, uh, the final stuff before we put out a proposal. Great. Great. Tarun, that's fantastic. Uh, are there any ways that the community can help, whether it's by reviewing this, testing it on testnet? Um, are there steps that folks on this line can take to um, sort of experience the branch? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think one thing that um, if you're, say, uh, building a wallet or, or building something that interacts with holding C tokens, um, something that might be useful is just to play with the vesting functionality. So it's parameterized um, in a way that governance can basically vote on the length. Um, of course, the default sort of, you know, pushing with this proposal, um, when it goes up, the length will be one block, which is the minimum for a couple of reasons. Um, and governance can vote on changing it later. But uh, playing with that and seeing, uh, seeing kind of how it feels. And then also the grant comp functionality. Um, yeah, playing with that and, and seeing if uh, on testnet, that would be that'd be great. There's a grant comp streaming also, which basically streams a certain amount of comp over a certain length of time. So cool. Does anyone have any questions for a turn? I just have a quick question. Is is this notation doc? Is this like still the best place to reference for most up-to-date info on this? 
Yes, the Notion doc uh, for the spec uh, is still the best place to reference, but the code is uh, in a PR and uh, name your docs. Excellent. Uh, next, uh, we'll have Corbin from MetaMask. Uh, are you are you here, Corbin? I am. Yeah. Um, would uh, Would it be possible for me to share my screen? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Discord has screen sharing options. All perfect. Yeah, if you click on Compound Live, and then there's a, a screen sharing button at the bottom. Yep, give me one second. Can you guys see my screen? Yep. All right, great. Um, let's see if I can turn on. Uh, I don't think I can do video, but um, hey guys, um, nice to be chatting with you all today. Um, so I'm Corbin and I lead product for uh, Consensus Codify. Um, Codify is the, the division that, um, works on all the, the FinTech applications kind of within consensus. Um, recently, we were the ones that rolled out the uh, swaps feature into MetaMask, um, which is essentially a DEX, technically a DEX aggregator aggregator, where we allow users to swap tokens and then we go find the best price for them from, from one inch, from Uniswap, from um, 0x, you know, all basically any, any decks out there, we go and find them the best price and allow them to do it within MetaMask. So what we're kind of looking at next is possibly adding a save uh, button to go along with our swap button um, into MetaMask, potentially using you know Compound um, or some of the other lending protocols. So number one, I want to get some, some feedback uh, about pursuing that feature. And then the second kind of topic that I wanted to talk about today is just around, we're really excited about this concept of a risk-adjusted return for DeFi. Um, we talk to a lot of prop trading firms, uh, crypto funds, um, folks that are looking to deploy massive, ma massive amounts of capital into the DeFi sector, um, but they're still unsure about the smart contract risk and the, the financial or, or economic exploits that can kind of occur for some of these. And so I want to get some thoughts um, from this community around, you know, what's the appetite for risk-adjusted return? How can we do that in uh, a way that kind of removes humans from the equation? So uh, those are the two main topics I wanted to chat about today. Um, starting off with, with MetaMask up here, um, I know there have been um, several kind of conversations about possibly getting this functionality in. Is this something the compound community is interested in? Uh, is this something that uh, you know we should pursue right away versus kind of waiting a little bit longer? Kind of wanted to start getting kind of the appetite for building something like this out. And it sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, you know, having another way to to access compound e easier, more easily for MetaMask. It sounds like it's not the win. That's just my take. Great. I, I, I personally, I didn't like fully track track with it, everything you're saying. Um, I don't know, it, it would be helpful. I, I would be curious to give more input, but it would be helpful. Um, I mean, obviously, we can talk about it now for those who did understand it, but it would also be helpful if you wrote up something in, in governance just so we could have, have it in writing. Okay. That's certainly something that I can do. Um, is that a governance forum or is that in, uh, in Discord itself? 
That's um yeah comp.xyz. Um I'll just ping it on the on the general chat. Okay. Yeah, oh Robert is posted. I, I guess maybe I'll just ask a clarifying question because you're so you're talking about more directly integrating compound into MetaMask as one one thing, and then you're also talking about this risk-adjusted return piece. Those are yes. sort of two separate ideas, two topics, but you know obviously they could merge down the line a little bit. Right. Okay. And then on the on the MetaMask one, um. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's. Is there? I guess on the MetaMask one, is there specific like input from the community that you're looking for? I guess um, you know thoughts on where something similar has been done elsewhere. Um, you know, any any knowledge from the community of of you know folks we could work with uh, to get something like this implemented faster. Um, yeah. Also, just yeah. So any of that would probably be the first. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean. Um, I'm thinking like linen would probably be the, the app that I think about that has like most sort of abstracted compound away compound from the away. experience or, or like the, the brand of compound. Um, so if you're looking to, yeah, that, that, I mean, that might be one to look at in terms of like how they present it. Um, that'd be my input on that. Okay. And linen is, uh, is just a DAP that's out there. Linen's an iOS app. Um, okay. and so, but it's still, I, I, I'm not deeply familiar with it, but I believe it's still like fully non-custodial. Um, I'm not sure how they do like the wallet management exactly, but, um, but yeah. Got it. And, uh, do you know if there, you know, so are there opportunities for, let's say, um, you know, capturing revenue kind of on top of a feature like this. So you can imagine that, you know, in terms of pushing capital into a specific market on compound, you know, maybe the comp rewards or maybe a couple basis points could go off right. to the integrator. Um, I know that's becoming more common in Aave and some other protocols. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the uh, Dharma team with the with the DDI, yep. which they've, they've deprecated at this point, but th that would probably be an interesting one to look at. Um, I do think the idea of taking the comp is interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to think of how the implementation. But I guess other than Dharma, in their they've deprecated that. I don't know of anyone who's doing that. Does anyone else know of any anyone who's like offering an interface but taking a percent of the yield? Yeah, so I think Derivadex's insurance fund accepts CUSDT and they take some of the comp or like the comp goes into the insurance fund. So it might not be exactly what you're talking about, but they do abstract it uh, in kind of a similar way. Okay. I'm not really sure how you would do it without using a proxy contract. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah they definitely do. <laughs> Yeah, I think you so definitely like, would use uh, another contract on, on top of Compound to, to do that. Yeah, I think you could do a proxy contract or just wrap the asset um, in some way and have some kind of yeah comp derivative, potentially. Um, we're looking at it from a risk management standpoint as well. So you could potentially wrap CDI in another asset, extract you know, some percentage of the comp rewards um, and have that actually paying for your uh, kind of insurance premiums. So it's all kind of this like, I don't know, call it middleware, middle smart contract wear um, that is like this interface between the end user experience, which would be driven through MetaMask, Compound, and then, you know, what value added uh, benefits can you, you know, can you give the user kind of along that way? Um, it's kind of how we're thinking about it. So if you're looking for an open sourced um, system that does exactly that, Dharma's DDI and DUSDC contracts um, provided that exact functionality where they were allowing users to provide assets to compound. They were all routed through, I believe, a central smart contract that wrapped the sort of positions and then was able to take a portion of the interest. Um, I believe it was said to be one-tenth of the interest, but you could also you know, take a portion of the comp tokens. Um, there's a lot of different pieces there. 
but um, they provided a similar approach where you know MetaMask could have a contract that users provide the funds to, which then goes into Compound and either tokenizes the balances in a different way or just tracks the balances and keeps a portion of the interest. Got it. Thank you for that. And any idea why the Dharma team has uh, deprecated DDI or DUSDC? Uh, are they just are they just focusing on other activities, or was there any clarity there from anybody on the call? Yeah, I believe they're focusing on other activities um, and sort of focus, refocusing <laughs> on a trading experience as opposed to an interest experience. But okay. I'm not in sure there. Got it. And so um, along these, actually, these, these same lines, um, and there's some different models that exist today, but does anybody have an idea around like any kind of like lending aggregator that exists? Um, obviously, there's some like automated portfolio management strategies like you have within Yearn and some of the other like Web3 robo advisors, but any idea behind like you know, similar to one inch uh, or, or Paraswap, any idea if there's a kind of like a lending aggregator that's out there in the market today? There's a few um, that have been attempted. There's things like idle finance um, and things like that that are attempting yep. to um, aggregate different systems. Another one is Wraith, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of them came up like one or two years ago. I don't know if they're still around. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so what we're kind of looking at is basically whether to build this save functionality as a version, as something like Swap, where you know, we'd basically go out to a bunch of lending protocols, we'd find the best rates, we'd, you know, show those to the users, allow them to choose, um, and then flag if, you know, as rates uh, change, whether they want to, you know, move their assets over or around. Um, so that's one approach. The other approach would be more tightly coupled. Um, so for the markets that exist on Compound today, um, just serve those upfront um, and let the lending protocol kind of market flesh itself out a little bit more and build a tighter integration with Compound from the beginning um, rather than doing, you know, this type of lending aggregator um, and just letting that mature a little bit similar to what we saw with the DEX market um, for spot trades over the past couple of years. So um, just wanted to give some, um, some transparency into what we're looking at there. Yeah, I would definitely go that latter option of like more tightly integrating it because where the analogy to like the DEX aggregator breaks down is with the DEX, you're only swapping, you're swapping something and then it's done. Whereas with lending, you're depositing into perpetuity. And so I think it's like a way different risk profile. And so I think I would definitely encourage you guys to just not go the aggregation route. It's too early for that and just do something tight with the compound. That's a really good perspective and way to look at the differences. Uh, thanks, Leighton. Uh, random, one thing I'd like to see in a MetaMask integration is I don't believe there's a way for you to send a dollar amount of C tokens. Like you have to choose the number of C tokens. And sometimes like if you don't know the exchange rate, it's kind of hard to figure out the exact correct amount if you want to send like $100 specifically. That's, uh, that's really good feedback. Um, I've noted that down here. Um, are we seeing CDI used for like casual payments um, often enough that that makes sense um, as like, you know, a, a, a yield bearing version of, you know, a stable coin or, you know, what, what type of use cases are you seeing where people are, you know, want to send the dollar value of CDI somewhere? I'm just speaking from a uh, personal experience of, uh, you know, transferring between accounts like, occasionally into other people, but not really. Okay. 
Um, any other general feedback or, you know, actually even just ideas on what a tighter integration between MetaMask and Compound would look like? Yeah, I had a quick question. First of all, I think this is a really cool idea. Um, just from like a user experience perspective, what does save entail? Is this going to be like a separate account? Is this gonna be like a savings account? Um, how easy is it going to be for people to spend out of this? Just just some general questions about how it works. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And honestly, that's something that we're, you know, we're still working to figure out. Um, it was mentioned earlier, you know, swap is an action that's kind of point in time driven, right? It's it's driven by that that spot market. Um, but save is more perpetual. Um, the the interesting thing about MetaMask is it's built for all Web3 users. And so, you know, MetaMask, the, the open source tool, doesn't differentiate between your, you know, your DeFi whales, your, your DGENs, your heavy trader activity, and like the casual user that wants to, you know, uh, buy and hold NFTs, right? So we kind of have to, we kind of have to balance that user experience you know, across a wide uh, user segment there. I think for something like save, we would probably target this user segment that we call uh, DeFi super users um, first. And so, you know, that would be very yield driven. That would be very risk driven too, which gets to my, my second point down here. Um, you, know, you know, we're big believers that more and more banking services are gonna be built on web three and blockchain rails. Like I'm sure everybody on this call believes. Um, and so what does that, you know, what does that core first principle saving experience look like, right? Um, is it capital preservation? Is it, uh, you know, is it, you know, a very safe place to keep my, my small yield? You know, what, what does that really mean? Um, and by the way, we're not even set on save. It may be lend, it may be, you know, stake, it may be a different type of verb. But what I would probably guess is, you know, it would probably be out of the same account or, you know, possibly out of a slightly more secure account that's linked to your MetaMask address. Um, and it would be almost a replacement for that token screen that um, a lot of people love to hate on. Um, where you're looking at your token balance, we would pro possibly provide, you know, a little bit more rich information around what assets you hold, if they're currently earning yield somewhere, you know, if they're earning yield somewhere, you know, what's the risk profile of having deposited that asset? Um, so something along those lines. And again, this is all, you know, this is all us, you know, gathering product requirements. This isn't us, you know, having made a decision on which way to go yet. Cool. Thank you for the clar clarification. Corbin, this has been fantastic. Are there any uh, final sort of questions for the community or things that um, you want to uh, get feedback on? Yeah. So just the last one is this concept of proof of loss. So, you know, we, we all know that, you know, DeFi has different uh, risk profiles depending on where you're depositing your assets. Um, I'd be curious from the community, like this is kind of one of our coin terms is this proof of loss. Is there a way for the folks that know Compound intimately, is there a way to understand whether like a hack or exploit has happened? without necessarily having getting humans involved, right? A lot of the risk management techniques, whether it's Nexus or other projects kind of have humans that determine whether, you know, a claim is valid. Um, what we're looking for is something that can be just a smart contract query, right? So our borrowed obligations larger than, you know, the total amount in the protocol plus reserves, like something along those lines where you can see whether like a shortfall event is what Ave calls it, but some kind of, you know, bad event has happened. Anybody know if that exists today? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's probably two very easy shorthand ways to do this, but they wouldn't give you all of the different nuances. The first would be if the exchange rate of a C token goes down uh, in normal operating conditions, that should never occur. It would Got only it. Really occur if funds vanished from the protocol somehow. Um, so looking at the exchange rate of a C token, if you were to decline, that would be immediately indicative of uh, proof of loss. And the second, as you mentioned, is a little bit more complex, but you could look at whether total borrows exceed um, something like, you know, supply plus reserves um, and using more of a accounting based approach. It also, I think it depends like exactly what purpose you tend to use the the metric for like there's other 
things you could detect on chain, like if the market was paused for a certain period of time or borrowers have been paused, that would be a way on chain to tell if humans had sort of decided that there was an issue with the market. Great. Any others that jump out to folks? All right. Well, thank you everyone for giving feedback to Corbin. Yeah, thank you, Corbin, for um, sharing that with us. That was, that was great. Um, Thanks, next, all. we're, we're going to go with uh, Etan from B Protocol. Etan, are you ready to speak? Hey, everybody. Um, uh, well, nice to meet everyone. Uh, basically, Yaron Venner is our CEO and founder is on, on the chat as well. So I'll let him to introduce everything and um, go through a few slides. And basically, we wanted, you know, just to introduce B protocol to Compound as um, we're going to integrate in about a month or six weeks from now. So just want to get your feedback. Yaron, can you join the call? Uh, he says he cannot uh, unmute him. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now I can join. Yeah, okay. Let me. So if can if you can let me share my screen. Uh, do I need to get some permission? Uh, yeah, okay. Screen. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you see my slides? Uh, we. Anyone? Oh yeah, we see them <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you for having me. Uh, so, so B protocol is a, like a liquidation protocol on top of uh, existing DeFi platforms. Uh, and here I will present the planned uh, compound integration. Uh, so some background on myself. So I'm CEO and founder of B protocol. Before that, I was CTO of Kyber Network. Uh, there, other than designing smart contract uh, system, we also designed uh, on-chain market making system, uh, and were and still are one of the biggest market makers uh, of DeFi. Uh, was working on a wrapped Bitcoin with Kyber, uh, a PhD in computer science. This is where I met the Kyber team originally. Uh, okay, so B protocol is about liquidation. So I'll, I don't know, make some quick introduction. I'm sure you're all aware of it, but just to be on the same page in notations and everything. So in platforms like Compound, right, you have debt and collateral, and liquidation will happen when the debt is bigger than the collateral uh, times some factor. In liquidation, someone comes and pays the user debt. Uh, and in return, the liquidator gets a uh, part of the user collateral, usually with some premium. And compound is 8% last time I checked. Uh, and of course, without liquidation, compound deposits are not safe. But practically, all of DeFi is not safe. Uh, more generally, MakerDAO, the DAI token is not safe. Aave will not be safe, etc. Uh, how liquidations are done, you know, more in the traditional world. Uh, in CFI, so-called. So, uh, platforms like BitMEX, uh, also traditional exchanges, non-crypto, they onboard uh, big algo traders uh, beforehand, and they uh, make a backstop with them. These traders commit uh, to liquidate certain amounts, and they commit by actually depositing uh, pre-deposit uh, some capital into uh, these platforms. Uh, the platform in return commits to share the liquidations among them. And uh, when the, let me show my screen. Uh, and, sorry. Okay, so it commits to doing liquidations and, uh, and in the liquidation, they commit on the discount. And typically for Bitcoin versus dollar is the, in the order of 1%, where, okay, again, in compound is 8%. And eventually when liquidation is needed, so they just dump uh, the unsafe position on the liquidators. This is how they get a backstop. Uh, and after they dump it, the algo traders need to rebalance their position or edge it elsewhere until they close it. And only then they exercise their profit. 
so we call to the decentralized to DeFi world. So instead of onboarding uh, algo traders, uh, the approach is to just let uh, because you let everyone participate, basically there's no commitment from the liquidator side. Uh, the discount you give is actually much bigger. So again, compound 8% is, is very nice discount. Uh, but this discount actually over time have to be shared with miners because it's a first come, first served approach. Uh, even if there are not miners, you know, forcing this fierce competition among all community members, uh, it, it is just eventually a race to the bottom. Uh, now, Compound as a platform doesn't really care if the miners profit or the liquidators profit, but now if the liquidators do not profit, they don't have any commitment, so they will only liquidate what is easy for them. So if you have some guaranteed profit, because you can immediately arbitrage it, on Uniswap with some flash loan. And yeah, sure, I, you know, I will liquidate it. If you have some bigger amounts where you need a real hedging system, so you have no incentive to even build these systems. And this is how you get into conditions like the Black Thursday on MakerDAO, which also had some te technical difficulties, but the bottom line there is that no one had an incentive uh, to build a complex system to handle with such events. As opposed to BitMEX and other platforms where, you know, $10 million liquidations uh, is not really an issue. Uh, so in the protocol, what is it we suggest? So the protocol does not let uh, in every liquidation everyone participate, but it is permissionless. So basically we choose a set of liquidators every few months. Uh, the liquidators, because they are chosen, they are committed. Uh, in, initially, at this point, it's a soft commitment, but over time, and the more traction it gets, they will also have, sorry, they will also have uh, harder commitments of capital uh, requirements, etc. Uh, the discount, uh, because it's a set of predefined liquidators, and the smart contract is the one who decides to get the liquidates. So nothing go to the miners. And at this point, what we do is instead of sharing the profits with the miners, we just bring it back to the users, to all the users of the platforms. Uh, and, and finally, liquidators are committed. So they have the incentive, you know, they have the certainty, they have the incentive to build more complex liquidation systems. In the future, they will also have capital requirements. We could throw positions on them. Uh, so they are committed. Uh, and we liquidate, or at least try to liquidate also the harder uh, liquidations. So this is the protocol. So, so what liquidators get is more certainty. They get a lower liquidation premium, but they are actually happy with it because they get certainty. So instead of 8%, they will only get 5%, uh, but they will not have to compete with all the world over it. They will not have to share it with the miners. So they are fine with 5%. Platforms get committed liquidators uh, and users uh, get to share the proceeds of the liquidators. This is all the users, not only the one who get liquidated. Uh, now, our architecture is actually permissionless. So we build on top a compound without any technical... Uh, questions? Okay, so we build on top of Compound uh, without any need for them to change anything. So, so what we do is we ask the user uh, to interact with our smart contract interface. Uh, the smart contract interface is simply a thin layer uh, between the user and Compound. All the deposits go to Compound, borrows gone from there. Uh, but on top of that, our liquidators uh, have the ability to add some cushion to the user uh, position. So they repay some of his debt. And, and this is how they get the priority, because once uh, the user position is unsafe in, in, the, in uh, the B protocol or in the real world, it, it is still safe in compound because of this cushion. Uh, so this way they get a priority. So, so user get exactly the same conditions and the same liquidation conditions he would get on compound. Uh, but the liquidators get a priority in the liquidation. 
in, and in return, they send some of it to the jar. And then according to some uh, scores the user get over time, it is distributed over all the users. So this is the architecture. Uh, we are already live, but currently only with MakerDAO integration. And the MakerDAO integration already handles over $7 million in deposits and around $3 million of die debt. Uh, and we plan to go live with Compound uh, in a month or so, month and a half. Uh, and be, besides introducing the project to the community, we do have some specific topics to discuss. Uh, so first of all, we are still in design phases and struggling on how to actually give score to Compound users. So ideally, you know, we would like to uh, to reward them according to their contribution to Compound. Now in, in MakerDAO, there's a very simple metric, which is how much DAO you generated in, in Compound. The right uh, metric is maybe how much comp you generated. Uh, but like as a second layer application on top of compound, we don't have a way to read it without uh, having the, you know, so user can game with it because the user can send compound to himself from other sources, etc. cetera. Uh, so that's pretty gameable from our side. Uh, another line of work for us, so initially we'll go live with compound in a permissionless manner without any need for compound to do anything. Uh, but once, you know, we have a backstop uh, that enjoy priority also on other protocols. We would like to offer a, a new seed token, for, for example, a USDC, which is backed by B protocol and have you know, higher collateral uh, factor, which will allow a higher leverage for the users. And for that, we would like to understand what would be compound you know, community requirement, what would be the requirements from the community uh, in order to introduce such uh, collateral. Great. Does anyone have any questions? Yeah, first off, thanks for sharing this. Um, you know, looking forward to when you guys launch the compound integration in a month. Um, you know, the ideas around creating new C tokens mm -hmm. is extremely interesting. Um, you know, I think if you you know, come up with some ideas or designs for the community, people could provide feedback on them. Um, you know, without much planning, I think it'll be hard for people to analyze uh, a proposal for a new C token. But, you know, the idea of being able to embed new financial services or products or, you know, backstops into C tokens is actually really interesting. Um, so we'd love to see that evolve over time. I'm really happy you had a chance to introduce this to, to the community. Yeah, okay. And like the best place to discuss these things in the is in the forum in the compound xyz so. yes yeah, the forum comp xyz as well as here in discord um you know people love to hear new ideas and debate them so you know find the community and just one uh quick comment on the the way that um the metric um so the comp distribution is based on interest accrued and earned, uh, earned and owed to the protocol um, so that you could use that same metric if, or look at that metric if you wanted to track comp earned. Uh, yeah, okay, I see. So, 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 you know, like one of the issues is that actually compound user can pay his uh, debt from, from also, you know, other user can pay uh, and so, so you can repay your debt from a different account, and then you, you don't necessarily have to go through our interface. Uh, so yeah, so actually in MakerDAO we also have something similar, and we introduce some slashing mechanism. Uh, but you know, like I realize, I realize it's not something for you know like the next week, etc. But it would be nice if the logic of the comp distribution or accumulation will be some kind of API. Uh, having some counter per user on the accumulated uh, comp token, etc. I think might might be benefit beneficial not only for us, but um... great. Um, we'll uh, continue to uh, our next speaker for sake of time here, but uh, thank you for for showing.
I, I will just say that, um, first of all, thank you. And I've, sh I've shared on the development channel, um, you know, the post on the forum that, uh, that we've written just to introduce the protocol. So any discussion can go through there. And of course, we'll bring more as we go forward. Fantastic. Thank you, Ethan and Yaron. Um, next, we have uh, 88 miles per hour. Uh, Guillaume and Zephram are here. I believe Zephram is going to speak. Uh, are, are you ready, Zephram? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Nice. Nice. Hello, everyone. Uh, I guess I'm here to introduce what we have built at 88 miles per hour. And uh, yeah. So 88 MPH is uh, a fixed rate lending protocol. Uh, it's kind of a wrapper around uh, underlying floating rate protocols like Compound, Aave, and Gear. And uh, we use a pooled risk model such that we can offer fixed, fixed rate interest to our users. And uh, we we also offer a floating rate bonds that's that achieves a kind of a interest rate swap uh, for the for the fixed rate deposits. And uh, yeah, so that's an overview of the protocol. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting to bring up is that we have built uh, oracles, on-chain oracles for tracking the exponential moving average of the interest rates uh, of uh, several compound pools, uh, uh, compound lending pools, as well as uh, Aave and uh, Yearn. So that's something that, uh, that might be interesting for other integrators to look into. And uh, it's all open source. Uh, Guillaume, is there anything else I should have mentioned? Do you have any docs around the interest rate history? I mean, that stuff is extremely cool, and I think other developers would love to learn more. Um, that's a great um, new piece of tech for folks. And, you know, also feel free to sort of, you know, walk folks through, you know, um, how the fixed rates work or how they could potentially compose them with other products um and you know any anything else you want to share you know i think folks would love to hear uh right uh maybe maybe i should share my screen to just kind of show you uh let's see Yeah. Is it working? Can you all see it? Yes. Cool. Uh, so yeah, this is what 88 miles per hour looks like. Uh, as you can see, we offer uh, three compound pools. We offer uh, uh, compound die, uni, and USDC. And this, we basically take users uh, die, uni, and USDC and lend them out on compound to earn interest. So, yeah, something like this. Uh, so we do fixed rate, fixed term deposits, such that uh, if you uh, like deposit, say, 10,000 die on compound, then we would be able to offer you around $200 of fixed rate interest uh, if you deposited for one year. And we also gave out uh, rewards in our own token MPH. Uh, yeah, and uh, because we have uh, the fixed rate uh, interest side, uh, we can also offer like the other side of the market, which is floating rate bonds, where uh, essentially people can come and uh, pay upfront the interest that we have offered to the fixed rate depositors, and they would get the floating rate uh, interest that is generated by those deposits. So as you can see here, 
uh, there are some existing deposits in the compound dipole. And uh, yeah, I guess there are two deposits. And as you can see, like based on what you predict the future interest rate is going to be on compound, uh, you can see your estimated return on interest. And you can also see like how long you would like have to wait to get that interest. And uh, yeah, that's something like this. Uh, any Anything else I should mention? Uh, yeah, can you post links to the open source code you mentioned, like the oracles and stuff? Can you post that in the development channel? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let me just quickly find the repo. Uh, yeah, it's actually not in its own repo. It's in the ADMPH repo, but uh, let me just quickly share it. Uh, okay, does anyone else have any questions for Guillaume and Zephram? Okay, awesome. Uh, well, for the sake of time, we'll we'll move on. Um, and you can post the links in the development channel. People can uh, check them out later. But uh, next we have uh, Prabhav from Simple ID. Uh, are you here? Are you ready to speak, Prabhav? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Uh, is there a way I can share my screen? It doesn't let me. Oh, okay, let's see if you have the permission. Okay, you should be able to double click on Compound Live and click the share button at the bottom. Can you guys see this? Yep, we see Simple ID. Awesome. So, hey guys, I'm Prabhav from Simple ID. And what we do is we provide you a monitoring and live analytics system. So, what we do basically is uh, monitor on-chain events for you so you can execute off-chain actions. Um, so right now we support a couple of different protocols and smart contracts. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll just quickly go through the demo for you guys. So our product sits at uh, app.simpleid.xyz. Uh, once you get here, what you can do is you can start monitoring smart contracts. So let me just uh, quickly add for example, the compound CDI contract. Uh, what's happening here is we're basically sending the data over to the dashboard. And at this time, uh, once it's done, what you can see is the last block ID that this contract was updated at. So this is about 10 minutes ago, uh, the block ID, uh, the number of wallets that we found in that contract. Uh, you can also click on the wallets button and see the last 25 wallets. Uh, so that's the basic information that's we monitor. And what you can do is uh, create segment and cohort analysis. So there's three uh, filters that we do, wallet balance, which is basically tell me all my users that have more than uh, X type of asset. And uh, if they do, send me a notification on a webhook URL, you can do that. There's also smart contract intersection. This is tell me all my users that have also interacted with some of the other contracts that we're actively monitoring. And the third type of uh, segmentation is smart contract events. So what we do is we extract the ABI and uh, populate that information for you here. So let me just do one here. So let's say we want to know about the mint function and uh, we want to know if anybody has minted more than 1000 uh, CDI. You can give it some URL. I'm just going to give it some random one for now. You can that could be uh, Discord or SendGrid or any notification service that you have um, where we can send that uh, uh, update to. Uh, so let me just create that segment. And once that segment is processing, what will happen here is we'll basically calculate uh, the, all the transactions that have happened uh, that have the mint functionality for more than 1,000 die. Um, so we found about 31,000 transactions that have done that. And if you click on a transaction hash, you can go to that and you can basically see this one. There was about 64,000 die minted here. Uh, so you'll see all the information on Etherscan. Um, 
And those are like the basic segmentation that we can do. Uh, one thing that we're doing now is basically allowing you to do custom segments. So I kind of joined late to this meeting and I remember uh, Darun was talking through his uh, compound testing uh, specification. So if there's interesting data there on chain that uh, the com community would like to see, we can extract that information and present it in the dashboard. So the dashboard is automatically uh, populated. So these are some basic graphs and charts that we provide. So daily transactions, weekly transactions, uh, the top smart contract events. Uh, one thing that uh, while talking to Nick, uh, he wanted to know about is the top lenders and borrowers for C tokens. So we automatically populate that information. So these are the top uh, lenders uh, and the addresses for it and the top borrowers. And of course, some uh, you know retention and engagement charts. So how people are engaging with these C tokens uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, as as I was mentioning about more uh, live monitoring and uh, custom segments, here's something that we're doing for the Maker Die team. So we're monitoring uh, the top holders of uh, Die in the wallet. What other stable coins they hold. Uh, we also can look at uh, the top transfers in the last couple of weeks, or what are the other AMMs uh, that are, what are the AMMs that are using Dai? So it could be any type of information about the C tokens or just like information that the compound community wants about uh, their assets. We can extract the information and present it in a way that's uh, more engaging, and of course. You can also then connect to that information via webhook, whether that be like a Discord bot or you can build a notification system or Twitter bot, whatever, um, to be notified about that. So some of the other charts that we're thinking about putting together is this one that Electio had put together. So some more like network, more engaging charts that you can monitor how users are interacting with Compound. Uh, and then in terms of custom segments, we're also we have a proposal right now with the balancer team about monitoring like smart pools uh, in, in case like let's say a smart pool there's a parameter that changes and you want the investors to be uh, aware of that whether that be like the interest rate or if a cap or whatever changed they can be notified via webhook and be alerted about that so they are aware of those changes so that's basic idea of a uh, simple idea it's a just a real-time monitoring and uh, live analytics system and would be happy to uh, get feedback from the compound community of what type of segments and visualizations would make the most sense for you guys. That's really cool. I like the uh, webhook feature. So like you could hook up like an AWS Lambda endpoint and, and kick off a job. So that'd be really cool for developers to build things. Exactly. We're, we're looking at it as like building blocks. Uh, like a good web two parallel would be like a Zapier type building block where those cohorts and segments are set up and developers can build on top of that without having to, you know, you know, spin up the wheel themselves necessarily. This is super cool. Um, just cause we're a little bit strapped for time. If you want to post the links to all of uh, the simple ID things in the development channel, um, whether it's docs, links to the information, um, you know, places where people can get in contact with you and learn more. That'd be awesome. This is really cool to see. Sure, will do. Thank you. And is there also like, a, I know comp.xyz was a governance area. Is there a place there that we could like start like a discussion of what kind of information would be interesting for the community? Yeah, I mean, it's really focused on governance, but it's also becoming just in general a place to congregate. Um, also here in Discord, people, you know, get really excited as well. So, you know, anywhere you want to share is welcome. Awesome, will do. Awesome. Uh, next up, we have Alan from Yield Protocol. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, uh, as mentioned, I'm Alan Niemerk from, from Yield Protocol. And uh, Yield is uh, bringing collateralized fixed rate borrowing and lending to, to DeFi. Um, <clears throat> we're really focused on this problem and, and pretty excited about solving it. Um, we do this uh, through uh, uh, a new kind of token we call Phi tokens. And uh, they're kind of like zero coupon bonds. So users can 
um, deposit collateral, mint these tokens, and then sell them on, on, on in the marketplace to um, uh, to, to lock in a fixed rate loan. Um, so I think you know the, the the primary thing that would distinguish yield from maybe 88 mile per hour, which which uh, presented earlier, is that you know our interest rates are really sort of based on on a market mechanism. Um, I, I, you know, I know we have, don't have a lot of time today, so uh, remaining. So I think I just wanted to to jump on this call and 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 um, maybe make a, a a request from the community. We're looking forward to to our future version. Uh, you know, we've launched a version one, which is um, you know uh, allows borrowing and lending at a fixed rate for DAI using ETH collateral, and uh, we hope for version two to really sort of open it up. To, to new forms of collateral and new forms of assets you can borrow and lend. And one of the things, uh, uh, and, and there's several ways that sort of intersects with, with the compound community. One is um, we may integrate with compound so that is using compound uh, behind the scenes to, to solve uh, issues that we need for our protocol, such as making settlement uh, work well. Um, but beyond that, I think that we we are very interested in sort of uh, in in using uh, say CDI as a form of collateral um, when borrowing and lending. So you know um, users can borrow and lend against uh, CDI that they're they're uh, yield farming, um, and also using um, uh, that uh, same sort of approach you know in in our uh, markets. Um, uh, so liquidity providers who who are providing liquidity between for for borrowers and lenders um, can um, also you know uh, uh, yield farm. Um, to do all that, you know we we are you know trying to bone up on the compound protocol, become uh, better versed in it, and uh, you know we need help. Um, so we're we're currently looking for developers who are interested in compound or interested in things like yield that. Um, uh, you know, either are looking for a job or, you know, just have spare cycles and, and, you know, have, uh, would be interested in pitch, uh, pitching in. Um, uh, so, you know, if you, if that's you, or if that's someone, you know, Hey, I'd love to talk to you, um, and, um, uh, help us, you know, build the next coolest fixed rate thing. Um, and I'll, and I'll leave it there. I'll come back sometime in the future and, and present yield more formally to this group. That sounds awesome. And thanks for introducing the project to everybody. And if you want to follow up with links, um, you know, to the project and where they could find you and help out, that'd be great too. Awesome. Yep. You could share in the development channel. Um, so I, I know we're short on time here, but uh, of course, if anyone has any questions about any of the speakers or any things they want to bring up about the protocol development, um, the open floor time is now. Uh, I, I had one quick um, that I wanted to possibly bring up. I was just thinking about this along the lines of the, the proposal for CUNY voting on, on Snapshot. I uh, was, was wondering if something like that would be possible for, um, I guess, comp that that would be uh, the, the comp that's, that's in uh, the, the pool, uh, so to speak. Um, and if, if that, that is something that uh, people would find useful to vote with, um, albeit with a few restrictions in terms of, uh, you know, like looking at the actual reserves and maybe um, kind of looking that over a period of time before the, the actual proposal um, itself is is enacted, um, so to speak, and even having some form of a discount um, to allude to the fact that, that you don't actually own the comp. But, um, Uh, can actually probably bring this up on complex YZ, but um, yeah, just just wanted to bring that up um, to, to see if there's any any outstanding concerns that that people see off the top of their heads. Yeah, I think that would make a great post for others to be able to sort of uh, analyze and dig into. Awesome. Um, does anyone have any other uh, things you want to bring up before we wrap up today? All right. Well, uh, great. Well, thank you. Thanks, yeah, everybody. 
yeah thanks everybody for for coming by uh next call is in two weeks at the same time if you want to schedule a, a slot to speak you can message nick or i on discord and we'll get you in uh yeah thanks everybody for coming and have a great thanksgiving as well if you're in the u.s <laughs>